Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za. All right. I, I don't know how to navigate this morning with less awkwardness, so please just get used to it. But later we're going to call them again because we're going to pray for India and some other spaces. So please don't let your heart grow dull towards India. Let the excitement stay. I want to say to you as a congregation, we as a church were able to to fund and contribute to some of their travel costs. We paid for the paint over there. Um, we, we were able to contribute. And that is not our bucks. It's our bucks that we gave. So I want to honor you as a congregation also because you made it possible. Well done for that. All right. Now, the, the next thing is an announcement that you might have heard about or you will definitely hear about. But um, Kiro Group has acquired the King School Limbro Park. Um, it was as announced on Tuesday this past week. Hey, team. Now, it's, it's difficult for me because part of my heart wants to cry. And when I start crying, you're all going to cry. So I'm going to try and keep it hopeful because that is what we felt as elders. There is a new season for the school lying ahead of us. There's a new future, and there's a brilliant new glorious unfolding that lies ahead of the King School. But the King School, in essence, we found out yesterday, sitting and talking, Lainey, Fran, and Molly and I sat and we spoke to Hillary, who, um, what say? It used to be in this. Right from the beginning, when Rigby and Sue planted Waverly New Covenant Church from the full gospel, you were there. Hey, Dal. Yeah, that's when they started, Little Lambs, 1982. That's when the church started and they wanted to start a, a school that catered for um, different races despite the dispensation that the country was in. And they started that in Lombardy West. And eventually it, it came to this area and it became the King School, Limbro Park, in the form that we have. So in essence, 1988, the school was established, the high school, not the preschool, or, or the, 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 the actual school, not the preschool. Okay, now I'm just digging this hole. Preschool is also an actual school. I'm just saying after that, the phase that goes into early childhood development, I don't know. It was started in 1988. And we now, in this phase, able to, to say, God, take this next season and make this school great. Um, <laughs> we, we, we didn't know what, what we could bring and what we could give, but that announcement was made. There will be something on Facebook, which is the public announcement that we have, have um, put out to the teachers, to the learners, to the parents about the rationale behind the decision. Now, already um, the, the first day the announcement went out, people start saying, sorry, the, um, uh, we've done it because we, we, needed, we couldn't pay school fees or anything like that. Guys, they, they came as a partner and, and said, we want to take the school from where it is to the next level. There was no speech about, we need to fix what you have stuffed up. We were a sought-after partner in their eyes what we have built through the blood sweat and tear the effort the time the prayers of this congregation of individuals that ha that was in this congregation and, and has moved on was something worth 
partnering with. A group like Kuro said, we want to partner with this. So one of the key things and one of the challenges that people say is, are we going to lose the heart of the school? Is it now just going to become uh, a secular school? But they've honored us in that. And they've said they will protect the ethos of the school and the culture of the school. We have individuals here, Laney, you've been since 1988, part of the school. Trevor, decade and a half. Terry at the moment, the executive head, or we called him principal for some season. Well, Lisa and I, since 2010, part of the school and, and leading the school. The elders serving in different capacities. And what they're doing is they, they're giving us access to the school. It's not being closed off to us. We can still go in. We can still pray. We can still serve. But this man is the chosen man for the job. And we're also going to pray over him and for him a little later. Because him, his team, um, and the teachers at the school will be the living ethos in the King's School of Rapak. The ethos is not in the bricks. I wish um, we did lay some scripture foundations <laughs> in between the bricks. But it's the living, living ethos that we still retain in the school. I remember talking to the one uh, um, of the executives there and I said, look, we just have to clarify Terry's position. We had, have had to call him principal, but he's actually the executive. Head. And they're like, oh, we're losing Terry. I'm like, calm down, guys. You're not losing Mr. Curran. They're like, so, so will he still stay with the school? We're like, we will fight you to keep him there. They're like, we will fight you to keep him there. So he is a sought-after person. And uh, big shoulders, bro. Uh, big task. But we trust you. And we know we've prayed long and hard about this. The entire journey about the future of school in, in, from start to finish took about five years for us as elders to pray through, think through, look at different options, knock on doors, bash at windows. And then God came and brought these partners that we, we really feel will take it into the future where it needs to be. And um, a couple of words came to me from different people that I didn't, went, I didn't go and, and seek after, but uh, I felt like God was saying, we're going to influence Kira. And, and then Terry said, he felt like God said to him, we're going to influence them. And then two other people come and another person in, this, in, in the past uh, 48 hours said to me, I feel like King School will be influencing Kuro as much as Kuro or Kuro, whatever, will be influencing it and taking it there. So it's a, it's a good thing, but it's a tender thing. It's a part of us that we are having to trust and let go with and say, God, we trust you with this school. So if you have questions, uh, please read the public announcement first. I want to say if you've got questions or you've got concerns about it, come and talk to us. Don't speculate and gossip about it. It's just foolishness if you do that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, is there anything I left out from the elders? Comfortable with that? We'll post it onto Facebook. Oh, the building. That's it. We can do that. So what they've done, they've acquired that part of the property where the school is on, but the church retains this part, and we are not vacating. We've got a right of use agreement between us and them, which will almost tie us at the hip so that we've got access to them and they've got access to our facility. So the church is not relocating. The church is staying right here where God planted us in 1990 to think 89. 
I think that's when we acquired the prophets. I'm busy putting together a timeline. I am so excited when I think about what I heard yesterday, about how God strategically gave different things and different changes and different properties and different people to lead this wonderful church uh, or this vision uh, that he, he, he breathed into life. Uh, and we get to be part of that. So that's also what my message is kind of about this morning. So yeah, the church building is the church building. The school is the schools. They're going to invest significantly into the infrastructure. And they will also um, bring um, our teachers an opportunity to, to engage in new ways of education. And uh, upskill them and train them. And yeah, it's, uh, from, from where we sit, it's a beautiful opportunity. I said to the, to the school teachers when I spoke to them, that song of Stephen Curtis Chapman that he says, it's a glorious unfolding. God is not done. Just you wait and see. It's a glorious unfolding. So, yeah. Is that all right? Do? B? Where's he? There at the back. T? And then the plat. There's the plat. So, yeah. Come and talk to us. We're also going to pray for Terry. So, now moving on to the next thing. Do not let your heart grow dull for this wonderful school that we still have access to. And we will still carry in our hearts as our school. That is, that is, that is never going to change. We carry the, the kids in there, the teachers in there as our school. So, we're also going to pray for that a little later. Now, let's see where we are. It's quarter to 11. Can I have maybe 15 to 20 minutes? Is that okay? Everybody's still okay? No, I need to see nodding head somewhere. Okay, cool. The, the, the usuals are asleep, but the others are awake. That's wonderful. So Matthew 28, 16. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. This is now after the resurrection. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, people that look and sound and act like you, and you sound and act and look like me, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of age. We have been part of that commission from the very moment that God breathed life through Rigby and Sue into what was Waverly New Covenant Church. God stirred in the heart of a guy that was already serving in the full gospel church to say there must be more, there must be out, there must be outward, there must be something of making disciples, of going to plant churches, of reaching the nations, of establishing the king and his kingdom in all lives. In areas where they, 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 isn't, they don't know about him. In all diverse nations in this country. And he breathed into them and through them, <laughs> Waverly New Covenant, which started a school despite what was then the apartheid government and said, we will educate irrespective of the color of skin. That's what we have been part of. But that was inspired by Matthew 28, 16 to 20. Make no mistake. We are not just part of man's vision and, God's, and man's interpretation of God's idea. We are part of the very commission of God. 
That is why we harp on going on outreaches. That is why we pour money into India. That is why we met with somebody this week about Zimbabwe. That is why we go to churches, why we go to hospitals, why we go to paint police stations. Because we take serious where it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. He has commanded us after all, hasn't he? We're going to put this timeline together. I feel it in God since 1982. And we're going to plot on there the significant things. The question is, what will the generation plot on that timeline when they continue from 2019 to 2039 to 2059? It struck me yesterday talking to Hillary that it wasn't just the great men in God that did this. There were names of people that have been part of this congregation that... I don't know. You know the big names that preach at conferences? I know them. Rigby, Alan, Ed. I know them. But let me tell you, God used other people, ordinary people, to, to tread as deep steps and as big footprints for him as he used what we see as those mighty heroes of the faith. I tell you, we walk in what we walk in because of people that joined in 1982, such as Dal, who keeps praying for the work of God that he established here. We have family members. We've got Terry and Laney. We've got Guy. We've got, Suze, when did you join the church before you, you just left us? Hey? Yeah, yeah. Fran that's been here for a while, the Howcroft, Steve Kirkpatrick. Decades. We've been here a decade. Like this, we seem to forget what we came into. And like this, we sometimes forget that we have to make, oh, we have to leave footprints for God in the way that He has called us to. At the point of the ascension in Acts 1, 7 to 8, he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Let's just pause there for a moment. Do you realize that we are in a season that the Father has fixed? It's not your good idea to join this thing. It is your privilege to partner with the God of creation that calls you son and daughter for this season. I think I should stop reminding you about prayer meeting because you should get it that you have been called by God to come and join you. I should stop reminding you. Do one should have a list as long as anything the next time he says who's going to India. It's what we get to be partners with. It's not your great idea. It is his. It is his, Johan. <laughs> I'm shouting at myself more than anybody else. Wake us up out of the state of slumber, God, a state of sleeping. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. I want to say Limbro Park is our area. I'm not going to stop saying that. The King's School Limbro Park, managed by Curo, is our inheritance, no matter what it's called. Edenvale is ours. Joburg is our area. 
Zimbabwe is our area. India is our area. Mozambique is our area. The ends of the earth is our area because we stand under the authority of the one who's got the right to, to dictate and point us and send us out. Make no mistake. My first one, I went and I looked at a couple of things where I felt God led me to, where Jesus said, now go, go. <laughs> Was that what Shalane said? Just go. And the first one was John 4, 16, where he sits with a Samaritan woman. And he says, go call your husband and come here. One of the things I feel that Jesus would like us to do as we go out as a church is, um, is further on in that scripture where it says, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. There has to be a tension and a healthy balance between spirit and word. That's a given. But if we are going to go out in him, we need to rely on his spirit telling us what to say, when to say, where to go, and how to walk. Because I wish I could tell you that as elders, we can see the future and we can plan everything to the T. But we can't. We miss things. And then somebody gets stuck in Lunka. What's it called? Lukla. Who would have thought that two of the people of our team would get stuck? But the Spirit came and made a way. We need to be people of spirit and of truth. The next one that I felt God's reminding us about for this next season of going out is the official son in John 4, 50. It says, go, <laughs> your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and he went on his way. Now, I, I can never cover faith in its entirety in a little summary and inspirational <laughs> reminder like this today. But I think like that man believed, do you still believe God, do you believe his command? Do you believe his word? And do you believe his voice? More than anybody else's voice and the enemy's voice, are you able to discern between your own voice and God's voice? And can you quiet and still your own voice and hear what he's saying? And do you believe in it? Is there faith that goes beyond faith that you talk about, that, that steps out in trust and steps out in believing? Because I tell you, it's going to get tough when we go out into this area. And the only thing that will keep us encouraged is if we believe the word that God spoke. We believe it despite knowing that we might potentially make the biggest joke of ourselves. But we step out because we believe God and we believe his word. Faith to trust and believe. Next one, number three, is the woman caught in adultery. And in John 18 to 11, verse 11, she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, it's now when everybody left, when he said, who's here to throw the first stone? And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Now go. And from now on, sin no more. We will never stop telling you that God wants us to live a holy life that is acceptable to him. 
and that we get to live a holy life because we are loved by Him. Not to gain His love, but to walk in that, that being loved by Him. We will never stop saying that. I will say if we were going to go out as a church, we cannot be hypocrites in how we say you should live, but we choose to live differently. We have to live with sin no more in mind, knowing that we are imperfect and we will never get it 100%, and we will stuff up daily. Linger on the, long, the wrong thought for too long. Envy the nicer car for just two seconds too long. Gossip a little bit in the foyer for just too long. And uh, Terry, Trevor, and myself break the speed limit for just a second. We always have to live with this thing that God says, go and sin no more because you have the freedom not to sin. But the other thing that comes in this passage is go and judge no more. Now I know the Bible says that we as the righteous shall judge. It's, I get that. But in this sense, when we go and we say you deserve the, the, the love of God, but you don't, go and judge no more. He who has the first, no sin, let him cast the first stone. If we want to go out and be effective for God out there, reaching people for Him, we cannot be judgmental in how we see people, how we look at them, how we evaluate them, and how we decide in our self-righteousness whether they are worthy of His love or not. We can't do it. Because I tell you, if you then go to a place like India, none of them, oh my goodness, the attack on your senses, you just want to run away and say, they don't deserve it, I'm just, I'm just bailing. Sin no more, judge no more. <clears throat> the fourth one is in John 9, 6, 7. Jesus, um, they bring the blind guy to him and, and he spits in the sand and he makes mud and he puts it on the eyes. And he says to this guy, go wash in the pool of Siloam. I don't know how to pronounce it, forgive me. So he went and he washed and he came back seeing. For us to go out and be effective in the call and in the area and in the inheritance that he has called us in our Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, the ends of the world, we have to walk in humble obedience before God. There is no other way. Because if we think too highly of ourselves, we will not allow him to put the mud on our eyes. And quite possibly, if we don't walk in obedience, we make, won't make the mud out of the spit that we need to put on somebody else's eyes. Humble obedience. Quick response before God. The next one, I think it's five, is the story of Lazarus in John 11, 44. The man who died came out. His hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. <laughs> you still walk with this reality in yourself that you were resurrected by Jesus Christ. That in yourself, you were dead. <laughs> and let me tell you, they say death makes us all equal. Doesn't it just? All equal in death. 
Do you know, had he resurrected you? Do you know that you are resurrected for him? And do you know that he wants to resurrect others from their state of death and decay? If you do not get this and you have stopped believing this, we will not be effective in going out for Jesus. And the last one, I go to Matthew 19, 21. And I'm not going to say too much about it because one of the other elders has a message that I think this church needs to hear about this portion. But it's the rich young ruler that comes to Jesus. And he says, I've done everything in my life. And Jesus says, well, well done, son. Sit down. Now go and sell what you possess and give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. You know, the other thing that we need to realize as we go out for Jesus and the mandate that he has given us, this love reaching this community, the reality of us going to Judea, Samaria, the end of the earth, walking with God with signs and wonders and miracles, the way he wants to establish his kingdom, is take sacrifice. Take sacrifice. It's lovely now to come and stand and hear the good testimony of the people who went to India. Was there a personal cost? Let's start with finances. Yeah. Was there a personal cost in terms of your comfort? Yeah. <laughs> Was there a personal cost in terms of your time? Yes. Your treasure, your time, your talents, hey, Brandon. There's a personal cost. There's no ways that we as a church can drum up all of the finances and the time and the hands in the world to go and do what needs to be done. You get to partner in that. And this is not a sales pitch. You know we don't talk about money from this pulpit. That's not who God has called us to. We have faith that he will provide. I want to say, when we partner, we partner for reals, eh? We partner for reals. Recap. We need to be a people of spirit and truth. We need to be people that have faith, that trust and believe. We need to be people that understand sin no more and judge no more. We need to be people in humble obedience. We need to be people who have a reality of resurrected life in us. We need to be a people who understand there's a personal sacrifice and a cost to be paid for eternal gain. And that's who we stand for. Because at the end of man's vision, we still run ourselves into Matthew 28. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. What a joy. Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. We never do it on our own. I think I wrapped that up in 20 minutes. Now I'm going to ask Ethan Tabs, where are they? Leave that projection, bro. Come. There's Italy in our future. Come stand over here, guys. There's a reality there. I don't like it. I hate it when I have to say cheers or think about saying cheers to friends. I don't like it. I don't even know what Syl and Trev go through when you have to think, there goes your kids and your grandkids. Ah, 
There's a personal cost. Terry Laney, please, if you will represent the King School Lumbro Park. There's a cost here. Come stand here, my. Of all of us, this couple has poured in. We've got a previous head boy, <laughs> Sean Curran. You just go and look at the honors boards. The currents, they're there. You were part of the King School. Many part of the King School. Reality. Awesome, she also went there, dude. Well, there's enough kids there. Brandon May, they have. Platter, the King School. But in the new season, there is a cost. There is a cost to trust and walk in obedience in what God has said. It doesn't come easy. Never forget that. Reuben and uh, Liesl, Mozambique. God is stirring something in this. It is in its infantile stages. We don't know. We don't know if they're going to plant something there. We don't even want to think about that. But there's definitely doors opening for us in Mozambique. There are churches there that need somebody to walk with them, not just in finances. Yes, in finances. But that's not the primary thing. In raising up godly churches. That people can trust in again. And not this silly notion of man of God, apostle, this evangelist, this, that God has done. No, that man has done. But what God has done, it's happening. It's going to happen. Mashvingo, Duan Salyalukumstan, Kuno and Blessing, please come and stand with Duan. And then we met with Nick and, and Rose the other day about the church in Mashvingo. We have a long history with them and it's been almost like a little bit of a semicolon. Where we've just paused. But they came the other day and they say, we are hungry for partnership. We are hungry for, for fellowship with other people that love God. Why don't you walk with us again? There's a potential there. Now, who will stand for Limbro Park? There you go. Thanks, Matthias. Limbro Park is our inheritance. Who shall stand for Edenville? Guess it's you and I, my love. We're standing. Who shall stand for Buklu? Hmm? Hmm? There we go. Come stand here in front. Who shall stand for Greenstone? Thank you, guys. Who shall stand for Kempton Park? I suppose there's a dead work there. <laughs> How many other areas? These were the ones God said to me. Susie, can I ask you to come and stand for India? If I had all the money in the world, I would send you there. <laughs> I would sponsor you, no questions asked. Who shall stand for India? Mm. <laughs> 
There are so many things that God has called us to. And you get to be part of that. This morning, however, I'm going to ask you guys to spread out a little bit. Maybe they're by the stairs. Going to get some people to gather around Zimbabwe. But Clue and Edenville, they're by the cross. Mozambique here in front. Terry Lane's for the King School. There we go. Somebody around Taz for Limbro Park. Now I'm going to ask you as a congregation, can you go and gather around the people? Just for a few seconds, say, Lord, who can I go and pray for? Get up and go and pray for these people. Oh, they're standing for Kempton. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Don't sit. It's not a, it's not a, a moment to sit. Go and stand. We're not asking for you elaborate, like, hour-long prayers. We are asking you for faithful to say, God, this area is yours. This area is yours, Lord. This work is yours. This is our, collectively our, Judea, Samaria, and the end of the world. Just gather around them. Lay hands on them. Declare life, fruitfulness, abundance. The harvest is plentiful. Lord, we ask you for inroads into all of our communities, Lord. Father, may your love reach your communities, God. And we stand up and we say we are commissioned and called and reminded by you that there is a job to be done. Matthew 28 is a reality, Father. Thank you, Lord. We are so grateful that you shaped the specific flavor and the vision that you have called for this body of believers through mighty men and women of God. We are so grateful, God, but at the end of the day, at the end of man's vision, Lord, we run ourselves into Matthew 28, and we want to go with you and make disciples in our area, in international, in further, Lord, and to the ends of the earth for the glory of Jesus Christ, for him to be known, not for the glory of LRC. Father, we declare that together in humility, we want to serve your plan, nothing else. Thank you, Lord. We receive a reminder. We receive a commissioning in Jesus' name. Amen. And there we go. Wrapped up. Coffee lights are on. Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za.